The Lord is king. Let the nations tremble. He sits on his throne between the cherubim. Let the whole earth quake. The Lord sits in majesty in Jerusalem, exalted above all the nations. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Your name is holy, mighty king, lover of justice, You have established fairness. You have acted with justice and righteousness throughout Israel. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow low before his feet, for he is holy. God, we thank you for waking us up on this glorious day. 
We thank you for your protection and unfailing love. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. God, we ask right now that you follow us throughout our day's journey. Keep us in perfect peace as we keep our minds stayed on you. Lead us, Lord, that whatever we do, we do it in the name of Jesus. It is in your son Jesus' name that we do pray. Let every heart say amen. Your weekly pick-me-up comes from Philippians 4 and 19. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God tends to bless those who will use the resources they have according to his purposes. Your needs will be met through God, the one who makes and controls all things. You would never lack with God as your provider. Today marks our 12th episode of the I Worship and Praise podcast, and we have an awesome special guest with us today. I am your host, Jennifer Robinson, and to you, I say welcome. The I Worship and Praise podcast is designed to create the conversation around praise and worship, but also to give some encouragement and inspiration to those in need, considering our current climate. In our last episode, our subject title was Stay in Your Lane. Each one of us has been created with individual gifts, talents, and abilities. There is no one created just like you. You have a call on your life unlike anyone else. Only you can fulfill the purposes which God created you for, which is the lane he has called you to drive in. Sometimes in a quest to fulfill our destiny, we move out of our lane and try to operate in someone else's. Mm -hmm. In the body of Christ, we each serve a vital and unique purpose. If the eye is trying to be a hand, how will we ever see? If the nose is trying to be a knee, how will we ever smell? If the foot is trying to be an ear, how will we ever walk? As 1 Corinthians 12 and 8 states, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. God wants each of us to stay and excel in our lane. If you've grown frustrated or unhappy in your endeavors, it may be time to ask yourself, am I operating as the one and only me or am I failing at being someone else? It's important that we learn to stay in our lane rather than interfering with the race God has called someone else to run. It is such an honor and a wonderful privilege to introduce today's special guest. I've been receiving messages all week saying, it's about time you got him on the show. This is long overdue. (laughs) Well, here he is with us today. Kay Baker was born in the heart of Phoenix, Arizona, where he grew up under pastors as parents. Raised in the Church of God in Christ most of his childhood years, that is where he received most of his training in ministry. Singing as young as seven years old, he has taken the gift of music and has now become one of Arizona's signature voices. He debuted his first solo single, It's Gonna Be Alright, January of 2020. He is a writer, singer, preacher, teacher, and vocal producer, just to name a few, and is expected to release new music summer of this year. I present to some and introduce to others, my brother and my friend, Mr. Kay Baker. Who 
is Kay Baker? Um, okay, good question. Kay Baker is a a minstrel, a a artist, a writer, a singer, producer, composer, um, all of those good things. But I think just all of those can be put under the under the umbrella of a vessel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's that's the greatest way to define who who I am uh, a vessel. Awesome, awesome. So I read your bio and you mentioned that you started singing at the age of seven. Yes. Were you singing in the church at the age of seven? Oh, absolutely. I've been in a church since I came out the womb. Um, uh, Funny, funny thing about that story though, is I I was, well, I couldn't talk all the way up till five years old. Hmm. Uh, And, and my mom, my mom, my dad would tell me I would only be able to like make noises and, and, and groans because I, there was something going on with my, my tonsils that were so inflamed and engulfed that I couldn't even get words out. So I actually had surgery at five and I remember vividly the surgery, like them strapping me to the table, blood coming out of my ears, the whole bit. Um, and it was after that point about two years later, that's why I say seven, where I actually started to develop a, a, a voice. And uh, they gave me my first solo in church about that time. And, that, and the church just went nuts. And that, and so since then, that's when, when singing became kind of something that uh, I was passionate about. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. That just gave me chills. So you had a testimony <laughs> yeah. at five. Exactly. Five exactly. years old. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And Crazy. so it's just been ministry since then. Absolutely. I mean, a, a preacher's kid, uh, mom and dad had a church. And so, of course, ministry has been in our DNA since <laughs> before we could ever, you know, really recall what ministry was. It's been in our DNA. So, yeah. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. OK, so so how long have you been um, been leading worship? Uh, OK, I, actually, so so I'm, I'm I'm a young guy, but I'm still old enough to have come up under the generation of people that we didn't have praise and worship as we know it today we had devotional we right, had right, you right. know testimony service and mm-hmm. so um that's that's kind of what i grew up under so i guess to to answer that question i leading out i've been doing that since about seven or eight years old um i was kind of pushed to the forefront as soon as mm-hmm. they're like oh no, this boy can sing yeah you get out there you know that's right. how they- that's how the coaching that church gets run. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Raise, raise coaching. They don't give you no time. If you can, you can hum. They hear a little right. peep. You out there. Get out there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This is about seven, seven or eight years old, I would say. Yeah. Okay. So then I don't even know if this question is even relevant. So at what point did you transition from singing to ministering? Uh, oh, is that man. even a relevant question at this point? Uh, actually, I, w- I would say yes. So, so, so. I remember the the very first uh, the very first solo I was ever given. Um, it was I know I know it was a blood it was a blood that saved my soul. It was an old school song. Um, but it, the drive was I know I know it was the blood, and so I had to ad lib on top of the 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 young the youth choir singing that. And I remember I remember vividly one one time I led that song, it got intensely real. I felt the power of God so strongly and I began to weep and, and minister at, wow. at seven, eight years old. Wow. Um, and, and, and that's when the the awareness of what the power of God really was became relevant in me. And I think from that point, that's where ministry started through song. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Well, you ain't playing. I mean, you started extra early you know some folks maybe start 2025 20, they start knowing jesus you've been knowing Ain't him since the the no no not in the culture church not in the <laughs> culture that's <laughs> 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 that too 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. So so is leading worship your calling or is it simply a, a convenience, like something you just know how to do? Oh, that's a loaded question. Okay, it let's, is. Let's, it is. Let's, let's unpack that. Um, a calling is something that is only validated or very verified by God. Mm-hmm. Um so when, when we speak of being called to lead worship, oftentimes leading people somewhere, it comes with um, the requirement of validation from said people yes. to esteem what I've just done. Um, so I don't, in my personal belief and understanding, I don't believe that anybody is called to lead worships. Okay to speak. I believe worship, leading worship is an assignment. You might be assigned in a specific time to lead people in worship, Mm -hmm. but what you are really called to as a worship leader is to be a worshiper. Um, If we look at it even closely, the Bible says, let everything that has birth, praise the Lord. Let means you have permission, but it gave a requirement for what worship should be. They that worship must worship in spirit and in truth. So to be called to lead worship, I don't believe anybody is, but to be called to be a worshiper first, I think that is that is what my calling would be more so than leading people in worship. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You unpacked it. You did. <laughs> okay. So 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 who are some of your musical influences? Any genre. It doesn't have to be gospel. Oh, oh man. Okay. Okay. So let's start uh with my grandmother i spent a lot of time with her um growing up nat king cole lewis mm-hmm. armstrong um rance allen group uh daryl coley vanessa bell armstrong some of the more more recent kimberell uh mally music Bilal. i mean i have a a list but those are some of my go-tos right there <laughs> and i believe it i completely believe it because you would choose all of the acrobatic singers <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, listen. you would choose those people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it couldn't be a C.C. Winans or. Well, no, you know, <laughs> it was cool, but you know. So, so, okay. So what qualities should an effective worship leader possess? Mm. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I think, okay, let me start here. A, an effective mm. worship, because we have to, we have to, go before you touch the mic we have to deal with that part of you um i believe an effective worship leader should be have a a sense of conscious awareness of self and what do i mean when i say that i mean i need you to understand what your triggers are Mm -hmm. what um what where you are missing where you are lacking where you are empty you know because when you step to that platform that is where you're birthing from Mm-hmm. Um, and so I need you to be aware of those things because whenever there is something that is on you that may take the place of the glory that you are to usher in the place, um, it 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 creates a a a a war in the atmosphere for the attention and affection of the moment. So if you are coming with something that you need filled, you are you are birthing. To, to get the validation of that place met first before you can even, even esteem God high enough to create an atmosphere. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you need to be aware of, of what your triggers are. I also think uh, an effective worship leader needs to not need the validation of man. Mm. <laughs> and I say that because um, if, if, you're, if you're so busy looking at the crowd for their approval of what you're doing mm-hmm. 
um, are you worshiping? Because my my worship experience, um, when I lead people in worship, it is not based out of how you esteem what I'm doing because my worship was developed in private. All I'm doing when I lead worship is I am exposing you to a glory that is familiar to me, that may not be familiar to you. So I, I think an effective worship leader needs to have some sort of understanding of who they are in worship that right. happened before they got to the platform. Because if you come needing the validation of men, your 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 effectiveness will 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 be incomplete. Right. Um and I, I think probably one of the final characteristics I would say an effective worship leader is I I I believe every worship leader should I, I don't I don't need you to be prophetic. I don't need you to be, you know, the pastor, the preacher, but I do need you to be sensitive because oftentimes um and I think I'll marry another another one with that. But oftentimes um, we we have a set and we rehearsed and we've, you know, planned, which which you have to do that. Right. Decency and in order. But I think a, a worship leader should be sensitive to what is in the atmosphere. I need to be able to see in you depression and I need to be able to minister you out of that. Yes. And not not have it be contingent on the set list that I planned or the mm-hmm. suicidal spirit that's in the atmosphere. How do I minister you out of that? Mm-hmm. So I think sensitivity is something that is keen for a worship leader. But I also believe that a worship leader should have a song in their mouth that has not been written. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because um, I, I, I want to I want to be able to sing the song that echoes God's heart for you over you. Right. And and sometimes we are so programmed and scripted to oh, sing the song just the way the record was. I might add one more loop, but I'm gonna sing it just how and, and there's no there's no chance for for God's heart to be conveyed to somebody that might not have an ear for it, you know. So those are those are the keys things I would say a, a worship leader should possess. Oh my gosh, you ministering to me. I mean, you know. <laughs> but in addition to that, how about you should already walk into the workplace of worship with a worshipful heart with yes. a worship on your lips anyways yes. you know, not just start once you get in the pulpit how about you start Absolutely. when you wake up Absolutely. that's it that's it but it's it's it can can it even be called worship if it's if it only is effective when it's on display right oh. <laughs> Ooh, we could we could we can be there all day but we gonna yeah, we, we, can can. Move on. we can we can <laughs> yeah yeah so, so what's your definition of praise and worship? Okay, so praise. I'm gonna I'm gonna say praise is it is your tool, it is your weapon, mm-hmm. um, it is your access point. Praise is the only thing that has the ability to lift a thing and then shift a thing, mm-hmm. right? So, praise is is the the tool that you use to um, clear the space that leads you um, to the moment of worship. Worship, however, is your time to esteem God one um, without without need of anything. Right. Worship is not your place of need. <laughs> you can't worship God out of need. Mm-hmm. You, you, that's, that's when you praise God. Like, right. but, but worship. Ah, like, oh, this is this is how I say it. Worship. Is. It is it, it is defined or created by what God already did, not what you need God to do. Ooh. I worship God because of what he's done for me already. <laughs> I have a rapport with God and that's what I am worshiping. The fact that he's proven himself in those realms, but I, I, I cannot worship God out of what I need him to do because I have nothing to justify that. I believe that he will do that. 
I can worship God out of what he healed me and I can worship him. He he provided for me when I was low. That's when your worship is birthed. But but yeah, praise is is the, the access for God. I need you to do and I'm praising you in advance. And that's your praise. But your worship is what God already did. Yes. Absolutely. You know, if he never does it again, I can still worship him because he did it. You know, he already proved himself. Yeah. <laughs> We yeah. can go on and on, Man. you know, and this reminds me of, I don't know if you remember this conversation. It was a very light conversation we had on Facebook a few months back uh-huh. about uh, vertical worship. Remember that? Uh-huh. And yeah. horizontal worship. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. 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 And, and we were, people were trying to figure out, well, what's the difference between right. vertical and horizontal? And I said, well, basically vertical is pretty much songs that you sing to God, right? And right. horizontal is the songs that we sing about, about God. Right, you know? right, right. So, right. So, so, so what's your take on vertical and horizontal? Do you think uh, vertical songs or horizontal songs have like a special place in a worship setting? Because at the end of the day, we should be giving God all of his glory. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? We should be singing songs to God, but then we also we also don't want to get up there and act like we're perfect and act like we, he's never brought us out of anything. You know what right. I'm saying? And that's where that horizontal worship comes in because you want to let the people know, hey, you know, if he can bring me out, he can bring you out too. This right. is what this is what this is what I was going through, but this is how he got me out of that. Right. Right. You know? So, so I would say, okay, so vertical worship, absolutely, it is to esteem God. It is to zone in and focus on him, him and him alone. Um, and um, I, I think that that is something that is essential to any worship experience. We have to have that first. The horizontal worship, however, where we are projecting what we know of God to the people who, the listeners who are there, yeah. that is so... Oh, man, as a worship leader, this is why I say you have to be sensitive. You are creating an atmosphere. And what what we have to understand is when we when we release things like God is faithful, when I say God is faithful, I'm not talking to God, but I'm talking about God. That's horizontal. But when I say God is faithful or God is a healer, when I release that out of my mouth into an an atmosphere, that thing then hangs in the balance of the atmosphere. And somebody who is in that atmosphere that might be struggling with healing they now have access to healing because you released it in the atmosphere, yes, yes. right? So that's, that is that is why horizontal worship is also a crucial part of the worship experience because you are releasing and, and putting in the balance things for the people to access that they might not be able to draw on themselves outside of that experience. Yeah. Yes. yes. So how important is music uh, in a worship setting and why? Oh, Okay. Uh, so I've, 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 I'm, to be honest, I've grown a bit discontent with music in worship environments. And, mm-hmm. and let me be clear about why. Um, I, I, I feel that we have, we have misconveyed, <laughs> um, especially in the, the African-American church, we have misconveyed the, the, the um, expression of worship. It has become an emotionally driven response. And unfortunately for us, our people, um, music only heightens the emotional response. Um, if I found that, I, and you, if you see me minister live, I often will tell the musician just to stop, <laughs> completely stop playing. And this is why, because I, I don't, I don't want your expression to God to be based out of 
the way the right chord or the right progression made you feel. Mm -hmm. I want you to um, go to the place in you where God proved himself the most and esteem him highly from that place. And so I found that, that we, when, when we come into experiences of worship, we, we, we lean too much on music to get us somewhere versus understanding that I came there. <laughs> I, I worship God already all week. I, I'm, I'm there. I came there. Um, and I've also, I also have grown discontent with the fact that most times worship leaders and, and, and the minstrel have not come together um, enough to, to birth the same mm-hmm. flow there. And, and that's why I say the whole validation thing I spoke of earlier, not needing that uh, the musicians are now playing to get their chord heard. So mm-hmm. you, you put on the face and the, you know, the worship leader is doing their best run or whatever it is to, right. to get, you know what I'm saying? But, but where did the, the, the musician and the worship leader come together to say, this is where we can agree about what God is. That way we can birth from this place of agreement, you know? So I, I believe worship uh, music can be an effective tool if, if all participating parties have the same mindset about what our responsibility is. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. outside of that, it, it's, I've grown to be discontent with it for sure. Come on. That's some good teaching right there. Some good old teaching. <laughs> wow. So, 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 so describe your strengths as a worship leader. Um, being able to sense what, what God's heart is for the moment, not necessarily what um, I have planned the moment to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's one of the greatest strengths that God has given me, just to keep my ear to his heart, you know? Yeah. 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 Is there something missing in some of our worship leaders today? Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Um, I think... oh man people are not gonna like me i think what is missing in our worship leaders today is an authentic lifestyle of worship (laughs) um it 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 tells i I know when somebody is singing a song out of obligation and when Mm. somebody is pouring their oil (laughs) for jesus Mm. you know it it is it is apparent it's a big difference it, oh, and you can feel it. Yeah. I, 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 the, the worship leader is somebody that is just well astute at presenting a song. Mm-hmm. Like you can present a song well and make make people have an emotional response and it still not be worship. Right. right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that's that's you can identify very quickly somebody that has not spent time with God before that, that platform. So, so do you feel this pandemic has affected our worship life in some way? Mm. <laughs> oh man. I, okay. So I think, I think for someone that may not have discernment for what the pandemic was really about, they would, they would answer that question. Yes. Yes, it has. Okay. Um, but my answer would be, no, it has not. Mm-hmm. Um, the pandemic, um, only the pandemic only exposed the flaws or the weak points in your worship life. <laughs> um, because here's the thing: we, we, oh man, we have we have become so 
um, accustomed to letting our worship be based off of what God was doing for us. Right. Um, you know, like, oh, he, he, I have a job. He did that. So I, you know, or, or I, I, I have a, a good spouse or good, but now the pandemic has taken most of your jobs. The pandemic has put you in, in your home with your spouse 24 seven and y'all button heads all right. the time. <laughs> you know, your kids are acting. Everything has become unknown, unfamiliar. And, and so it now causes for you to have to really dive into why do you worship God? Because everything that you depended on at one point has shifted, has altered in some way, shape, or form. And so I don't believe the pandemic has changed anybody's worship life. It just exposed you to how authentic your worship life really was. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Whew. I didn't stop asking these questions because you have unpacked. And <laughs> you got some more unpacking to do, but I got to oh, cut you off because you... <laughs> <laughs> You're telling folks business. Lord have mercy. <laughs> so, so, so let's talk about or talk about uh, stay the course. Oh, man. yes. Let me talk about stay the course. Okay, so I, I was I started posting little blurbs <laughs> or, or mini sermons on my feed on Facebook, and some great vessel of God <laughs> by the name of. <laughs> Jennifer Robinson decided to send me a little DM message and said, uh, I'm going to need you to make this a bigger platform. <laughs> so I, I uh, the push came from the great evangelist, Jennifer Robinson, oh, to start this group because uh, my hashtag after every little blurt would always be stay the course. Um, and, and so um, I, 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 I felt the same push after she she messaged me so that was confirmation to do to do oh, that wow. so, yeah absolutely um and so stay the course is just a place of refilling uh refueling redirection um helping you to choose another thought right. um that's one thing i always uh teach and preach to people we often get get so uh perplexed by the happenings of our life or where we are that we forget that uh, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. We have the ability to, to in order to transition from the place of doubt, defeat, worry, concern, we have the ability to simply choose another thought. I do not have to agree with the thought that is contrary to where God wants me to be. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think, I think that's, uh, that's, that's one th that's just one of the things that I, that stay the course has become is a place to just help people to see another, another way. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. And just a quick shameless plug. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those who are on Facebook, come to the <laughs> group, stay the course. I mean, yeah. it is a wonderful group with hundreds of people in there already. Yeah. And right. it's just about the upliftment of people and just some encouragement. And if you need some prayer, yeah. somebody's going to pray for you, pray with Absolutely. you, you know, yeah. so it's really a good positive uh, place to be. So stay the course on Facebook, come check yeah. out that group. Check out that group with Kay Baker or, yeah, Kay Baker. Uh, Kay, Kay, <laughs> or Kimmy Baker. Or, or Kimmy Baker. <laughs> See, I don't know what to call you. I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't no, know what your name is anymore. I mean, you know, you know. So, so, so who inspires you or what inspires you? Uh, I think my, my, uh, my greatest inspiration to date, um, is my grandmother. Now she's, mm -hmm. she's been gone for about six years. Um, but she was 
the the first person I, I and I say this all the time that saw me, that mm-hmm. saw what God invested, that saw my potential, and she spoke to that, and she affirmed that. So um, her life, the way she lived, her sensitivity, I get that from her. You know, um, yeah. she she was always aware of. She would call me, grandson. What what's wrong? You know, I ain't even told her right, nothing. Right. What's wrong with you? And so I get that. I get that from her. And so she she absolutely is is what inspires me and inspired me. You know, to this day. So yeah. Awesome, awesome. Uh, what's your life's purpose? Ah, my honestly, my my life's purpose. Because because this can this can this can get confusing too. My life's purpose. Your life's purpose is simply to. Keep my yes yielded to God's will. Yes, um, I think we get we get so, and, and this is why most people don't find their purpose, um, because you get so caught up in trying to pinpoint what exactly it is God wants you to do. When your purpose is is an accumulation of a bunch of assignments, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what your purpose is. You you, you know, I, I'm not reduced to one one experience that says this mm-hmm. is what. God put me here for God. Uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The reason why God is ordering your steps is because he's taking you from one assignment to the next. Mm-hmm. And so your assignment, your assignments of God in totality create what your divine purpose is in this earth. So ultimately, my purpose is just to keep my yes yielded to God's will. Your yes yielded. I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> yeah. So 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 what's in your ear? What you listening to these days? Woo. Okay. So I'm working. Okay. I'm working on more music. And Gene, gonna have to come I on hope back. I'm inclu- I mean, you know, I hope I'm, I'm hoping I'm included in Praise Lord. You know, I had to come on back or something. I'll send the, the MP3, you know? Um, but so I, I'm, I'm very careful about listening to, um, especially music within my same genre, because I, I never want the sound that God organically wants to birth in the earth through me to be, um, influenced or altered by someone else's sound that God birthed through them. So I, I haven't been listening to much gospel music. I will say that. Now, some of y'all gonna have a problem with that. That's fine. Take that up with the Lord. Um, but what I have, what I have been playing out is Jasmine Sullivan's latest Woo! record. Oh my God. She's been playing Jasmine Sullivan. Oh man, she has become who you are. <laughs> she has become a, a genre of her own. This girl. <laughs> vocally has went to another place her music is in i mean it's just nuts so yeah that that's that's who i've been kind of playing playing out uh yeah that girl is just a beast in her own lane she stays right in her lane and just does her thing you know is she even is she considered mainstream or no honestly i don't feel like she has gotten the credibility she deserves i don't think so Called mainstream but she will hold her own with any of them. You know, so, so any final words you'd like to share to our listeners? Um, stay the course. <laughs> I will say stay the course. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we, we all are coming into a season. And if I can just prophetically speak here, we are all entering into a season where we are. Yeah. I know we all want change from what last year was. Uh, we want to see our businesses flourish again. We want to see, the money we lost return. But honestly, this is this is a time we are all entering in where it is not about the recovery of the um the material things that sustained us. We are coming into a, a time when the awareness of of the joy that went missing, the peace that you lack, you know, that those things are about to come full circle. 
Um, and the more that you yield to, the more you yield your yes in this season, the 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 quicker you'll see the the things that you gave away that were meant to sustain you are going to return. Yes. And so that that's what I say. I say don't don't waste this time trying to recover what you lost. Uh, use this time to allow God to refresh or renew in you the virtue that dro- drove you before that the last season. So yes. stay awesome. the course. Awesome. Yeah. So last but certainly not least. Uh oh. <laughs> you about to just go ahead and go. Just do it. I'm not even gonna ask. Just do it. Oh man, Lord. Okay. Um. Well, one of my favorite songs, uh, when peace like a real, when it attended my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say it is well. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. With my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. Woo, boy. Listen, <laughs> as I wipe these little tear ducts. it's well. Listen. <laughs> listen, I want to thank you so much for uh, being here. I'm so honored. Being here and being my guest today, it is such an honor that you are here, stepped on my platform and say, hey, you know what? I'll come and do your little interview. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's well. to be here. Yeah, I love you. Thank you, know you so you. much. My brother, my Absolutely. friend, Absolutely. Mr. Kimmy Baker, everyone. I want to thank everyone for your continued support and for tuning in to the I Worship and Praise podcast. Again, I am your host, Jennifer Robinson. Please follow I Worship and Praise on Instagram and Facebook. Be on the lookout for iWorshipandPraise.com, our very own home, coming soon. Also, we've got some Faith Over Fear gear headed your way. Stay tuned for some great things happening in 2021. If the I Worship and Praise podcast has blessed you in any way, please feel free to sow a seed through Cash App at dollar sign I Worship and Praise or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash I Worship and Praise. Have a great week, everyone. And remember, worship and praise, it's what's in you. Bless up, y'all.